table. Now the Eagles to come back again to fall forward. Oh, Vardy! Darling tapping. Darling again. Gives it to Ryan. And then Ryan's little kick is a good one to Kennedy. Yes! 50. McGovern. McGovern. What a player. What a mark, Bruce. What a mark. And he goes to Podcast for the fans of the West Coast Eagles, brought to you by Podcast Central, the new home of podcasts. Uh, how you going, Wayne? Good, Wazza. How are you, mate? Not too bad, buddy. Uh, unfortunately, Dan can't be with us tonight because of family reasons, but we still probably have one more show to go. It'll probably be around trade time, so hopefully Dan's back for that and he can bring us up with all the stats he has because he's a stats man. Um, but... You know, we had a lot to go on tonight. We break it up into segments, but it's just going to be one full show. Um, let's not wait any further. The Willie Rioli saga, mate. What happened? Oh, I think it was devastating for everybody. Uh, support, just not support, obviously for himself. Um, now we've just got to wait. It's got to pan out. And it sounds like he's replaced his urine sample with a, he's put a, um, he's dribbled a Gatorade drink or something into it. And, and it's blue from what I've heard now. Is it? Oh, yeah. So mm. what the hell is going on? Who knows? There's so many rumours going around. There is a lot to play out of this. Um, I think the Eagles will be pushing for Asada mucking up somehow. Asada will be doing it the other way around. So we might not hear about this for another six months. Yeah, yet. I agree. I, I mean, I think I put a note in, the, uh, in one of Mel's posts yesterday that sad thing it's going to take six months for it to even do anything and then on top of that he'll get a suspension on top of that so i can see him out of the game for 18 months yeah well years. i can't see him getting the four years because that was more for the olympians and that's yeah. probably where asada I, i've never liked asada what Essendon went through and how a guy like dustin fletcher can get done for a year and never been tested mm, yes. uh, that just gets me um i've never liked the way it's run but it's going to have to run its course. Unfortunately, I feel for Willie, but in another way, I just why the hell did you do it in the first place? Exactly. Um, they get enough education, and if it wasn't a West Coast player, we'd probably be going a bit more mm. against them, you know, and saying, what the hell are we thinking? So it's in our own backyard, and Willie, you're stuffed up, and hopefully you own it, and we learn from it, but let's just hope it's not any more than 18 months. Yeah. And that'd be backtracked from last yeah. week and let's hope he can come back from this too you know that in you know, whether it's 12 months or two years let's hope he can get back for the 2021 season with a bit of luck yeah and um be and just concentrate on his footy i mean other guys have recovered from it uh from suspensions there's and guys have recovered and they're um some of their all playing some good well, footy the collingwood guy sam murray he yeah, was he was delisted by the, by the club, club today yesterday I'm, yeah uh, that was a bit of a Shocked because he only just found out a couple of weeks ago. Mm. He waited 12 months to find out what's mm. going on and then depies to delist him. Well, yeah, we don't know the whole story, but I thought they would have stuck with him, you know. Mm. Hopefully, they keep um, 
keep behind him somehow and he might yeah. not be on the club playing with but let's hope they have a duty of care with him as well it might have been hard for him too because he, he he hadn't played too many league games I think when he tested positive oh, yeah. and possibly he was on the verge of maybe being delisted anyway so alright Peter Sumich he's made a few remarks about mm-hmm. the Willie Rioli thing and then that was on 6PR um, when I first heard it, I didn't think much of it and then I had another listen to it and I went yeah you're just throwing him under the bus you're throwing the club under the bus and then on SEN uh, 1116 with Gary and Tim, he basically backtracked and said it wasn't yeah. about West Coast at all. Uh, maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong, but maybe that's probably why he didn't get any coaching roles because he's just got a big mouth. Yeah, I mean, I, I um, saw your post where you put up that, and I listened to that interview with the SEN, and I listened, I was just saying, I listened to the 6PR one twice, and he definitely... He definitely threw the club and the players. Yeah. He didn't say it was any other player from any no. other club. His experience from the club mm. was that, you know, this could be happening elsewhere in the club, which is, the, and our club has got one of the best drug records and now going around. And people are coming to us now to That's ask right. us how we did it. And, for Sim- and it was good to see Simo get up there and say, mm. you haven't been at the club for 10 years, mate. Yeah. Um, look, it could have been Simic trying to distance himself from West Coast for the Frio job and if so just the wrong probably way mm. in a lot of Eagles fans eyes that he went about it I reckon so. he should have been around too when when Darren Glass submitted the paper what they wanted as the players and Darren Glass was big behind this with Dean Cox and then John Walsfold and they changed the whole culture of the club and the culture the way they wanted it in the club with the players and the staff and, and like you said, other clubs have come to our club with that paper um, that have had issues and, and have now submitted through their other clubs. So, um, yeah. He just, he just sounded very bitter, and he is, yeah. and he's probably been like that since 2015 when he basically told the Eagles that they wouldn't get into a grand final in the next three years. Got proven wrong, and that's probably come back and egged him, I don't know, maybe the reason why he's made those remarks, I don't know. He's going to... I reckon he... Peter Simich remarks aside, I still think he'd be a good coach, what he's done mm. at Under-18s, and if he's lucky enough to get Crows or a Fremantle job, good on him. Um, let's get back to our club. Chris Marson, he's leaving the club after 215 games to pursue other Avengers or perhaps another club. We will talk about it later in the show, but um, he's been a good servant to the club. Yeah, well, he was part of the um, Chris Judd deal. Yep. Um, he got We got him in the, I think, number three draft pick. Yeah, I think it yep, was. number three. So. Yeah, so he's... Look, I've never been a big fan, but he's done 215 games. Gee, you can't get much more loyal than that. I I usually have a useless stat, and I heard this... Oh, I actually didn't hear it. I saw it on Facebook. can't remember who posted it. I think it was Miles Sullivan, and he put on there, it was him and Chris Lewis, both first name Chris, both played 215 games each, both premiership players, and both got suspended for biting. (laughs) Right. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so it's a useless step there. Yeah. Anyone for yeah. the trivia bus going out yeah. there. Um, another favourite son of the Eagles, Don Pike. He quit uh, before being pushed to Oregon. So that's five coaches in one year. Is it an overreaction or a media hunt to get all the jobs done? Oh, it's a hard one, that one. I think the Pikey one's been really going on since that camp a couple of years ago. And it seems to have... I don't think they've ever recovered from that. Well, and the word was he wasn't going to get sacked. 
um, they were going to persevere with him, but he's probably seen the writing on the wall. If yeah. it wasn't now, it's going to be next year. Um, there still is uh, exodus of players that are probably going to leave the club. I don't think it'd be as much as what the media keep pushing it out to, but uh, something had to happen there. And unfortunately, sometimes the coach is the one that makes way first. Yeah. Um, even if they're the scapegoat or not. Um, let's talk about coaches still. Wusher final year they've said a secession plan um, for the Bombers so 2020 will be his last and Rutten will take over if they lose say if they're four and six at half a mark he's gone I could yeah it's hard to know yeah, yeah he could be but um, yeah I listened to Wusher on the radio on the TV last night he seemed pretty adamant he'd been talking about this to the club for a, a oh. fair while but you don't know. I reckon I mean, he's called their bluff. Yeah. I, you, you, you never know. Um, pe- people in that catering groups have been gunning for him for ages. Mm. I just hate when he does come back, the Eagles pounce on him and get into that. They had a, I think a few years ago, they had an idea of making the John Worsfold excellence of, uh, centre of excellence, which it was involved all the mm. academies. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's still on the a blueprint to happen, but if so, it'd be a great thing for him to come back to the club and who knows, he could even be a director or someone like yeah. that at the club. Mm. So, um, before we get into the game, we've had the uh, MRO hand down two suspensions this week. Mm. Hawkins got one week. He's probably lucky that it's in the finals because he would have got two or three otherwise. Yeah, I just think he's pretty lucky. He's got a he's a hab- habitual hitter, puncher. Yeah. Has been for quite a few. Even Chris, uh, yeah, Chris Scott, the coach, said he's got a issue that he needs to resolve with himself. So I, I just find it interesting the Melbourne media, some of the Melbourne media, not all, were looking for ways to get him off. And yeah. I'm just sitting there going, are you, are you freaking kidding me? It was behind the play. You cannot say it wasn't behind the play. Mm. It was black and white. It was behind the play. It, it was nowhere near the freaking ball. So, yeah, so yeah he, he got his just desserts. Um, Toby Green. Now, he, this is the interesting one. Mm. The week before, he got a $7,500 fine. Did very similar on uh, against the Lions with Lockie Neal. He gets one week. Everyone thought he was going to get off, but they upheld it. But the word is they're appealing the appeal. Yeah, they're appealing that it's going to be heard Thursday night. And they're actually bringing in um, Lockie Neal, I believe, again. Uh, because they believe they he, did. They did call him and get they submission did. this time. And I believe they're going, that's one of the biggest things they're bringing in their appeal is that he has openly stated he wasn't touched. He had a bit of a sore nose at the end, but his eyes were never touched. So yeah, I, but they didn't say the eyes. They played it again today, and they said forceful action with his face, and that's where the media and that are getting the eyes and that mixed up. Unless there's two different statements, I've only heard the one. Um, my thing is, I, I can't believe he got let off the first one and got mm. done the, yeah, the second agreed. one. Um, and if you go on the second one in isolation, there was nothing in that. No, I didn't think there was much in that. Um, but, but again, here's a guy, guys. He's been at the tribunal 18 times. You think Col- he would have learned something in that time? Collingwood would be loving it. Oh, because gotcha. spending a lot of time on trying to get one guy over the line. Mm. Um, and, you know, they might say it's not uh, doing anything to play, but it is mentally. Uh, and there's uh, Whitfield might no, be out now with appendicitis. He's, out. he's had his appendix out today, so he's, right, he's out. So he's out. Mm. So now you can see why they're trying to appeal to get Toby Green, yeah. because Whitfield is usually the best player. Toby yeah. Green was the best player the other night. And I, if I was Collingwood, I'd be rubbing my hands because I know what I'd be doing mm. straight away. As soon as that siren, even before the siren goes, I'd be into green from the get-go. Oh, well, that'll happen for and, sure. Um, in his place. 
And, I, you know, I don't want to see the best players rubbed out, but if you do something and you're guilty, you're out. Hawkins, you're out. But Green, I hope you, hopefully you do play. I, I mean, I wish Dan was here, because I reckon Dan would have a stat on the players that, and I can, I can, I don't know how many, but I reckon Dan would have a stat on this, that how many players have appealed a suspension before a big final and their team has lost? Yeah. I can think of a few. I mean, Andrew Dunkley was one at Sydney. He Sydney, appealed. Yeah. Barry Hall was one. He appealed. They lost. Yeah, I think um, there's a lot. I think I don't think there'd be any that have won, to be honest. Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah. Well, we'll get that stat for the next show. If, if it's in a couple of weeks' time, Dan, that's your homework, buddy. If you're, you're listening, listening mate, that's, <laughs> that's yours. All right, let's uh, talk about the Eagles and the Cats. Look, at the end of the day, three goals at the start of the game ended up being the difference between the Eagles winning and losing. And, um, you know, the Cats in the last quarter kept the Eagles to one point. And, mm. well, I think it was one point. Um, and they just ran all over us. And, you know, people are going to put up the Willie Rioli thing might have affected them. They they did have lead boots at the start. Yeah. You could tell they were a bit slow. When they were walking off, um, I heard on another footy show, uh, podcast show that Lewis Jetta and Ryan were lagging behind. So I had to look at it. And they were. They were behind everyone else walking mm. off. So I, I just can't see how that affects you winning or losing. At the end of the day, the Cats were the better team when it counted. And... Oh, this is the biggest stat I've seen, and I, I, I was looking for ways where the Cats won, and it's 17 marks inside 50 to 5. Mm. And that's where the game was won. Yeah. Um, I don't think Eagles have ever let that happen before, that amount of marks in the forward 50. Now, when you're marking that much inside your forward 50, you're going to win every game, I reckon. Mm. Um, is this surprising? I, I didn't actually see it or notice it in the game but when you look at the stats on paper and I'm going to reel off a lot of them tonight it just yeah the way you see stats and then the way you see the game is totally different and I was just shocked when I was reading the stats and then mm. I had to go watch the game again yeah. when I watched the game again you know, the stats backed up yeah and our, and our forwards didn't function. Our key forwards, JK was way out of it. Jack didn't go too bad. Cripps I mean, did nothing. Yeah, and I think we we're expecting, and we all said last week, Blitzard will go down back. But he started on the wing now, and well, absolutely dominated. Well, see, this is where you say he dominated, right? I know he had disposals, but now, it was the presence. The pre he had 14 disposals, but he only went 97 metres gained. Mm. So that means he didn't go past either the, the flanks, right? Gaff... Now, Gaff went on to him in the second quarter. He was, uh, was masking on him first. Gaff had 30 disposals, 16 pressure acts, 543 metres gained. Now, when I saw that stat, I said, I've got to go back and watch the game again. And I still can't see where Bivlak's dominated. Mm. He, he, he was nuisance, don't get me wrong. But in the last quarter, he had no bearing on them winning. But in the second and third quarters, Gaff was the reason, one of the reasons, and maybe the sole reason that Eagles got back into the game. Yeah, so and he was opposed to Bivlax. Bivlax was nowhere near him. I didn't see Bivlax go on him. Blixard, whether they call him, go Blixard, on him. yeah, whatever. Bivlax, Blixard. You know, I think the difference in the whole game was Selwood, myself. Yeah, well, and this you is know. where it comes... This is where... I just don't understand this. We all know Hutchings mm -hmm. is a tagger. And he's in a team of tag. And he was on Tom Stewart tagging Tom Stewart, who was playing halfback flank for the whole game. Mm. Now, I'm not a coach at that highest level, but to me, I just still don't understand the reasoning behind that, mm. especially when you know Soward, his whole four quarters I thought was pretty good. 
Dangerfield in the last quarter was just dynamite. Mm. And Sowen, well, yeah, 26 disposals, 425 metres gained, 18 pressure acts. He had seven inside 50s, at the most inside 50s. And in your last quarter, Hudgings obviously done his job on Tom Stewart, but Sowen, you needed to contain one of them. Yeah, and I think the biggest stat they lost out there, he lost a litre of blood as well. So, you know, he put his head in that ball all the time. He's well, he different cuts everywhere. You say a key word, blood. Uh-huh. Now, there's four or five times I saw him on the field of blood next to an umpire and he was never taken no, off the ground. No, no. Now, it's is a, that one rule for Salwood or... Yeah, uh, could be, but... And, yeah. and no, that's not me being bitter. I just hear blood pouring out of his face and he's still on the ground. Yeah. Anyone else... Uh, Hearn got taken off twice with the blood rule. Yeah. Um, I just don't understand that. Um, the better players for the Eagles were Shuey... Yeah, 26, Yo, 25. Hearn, I uh, thought, played a great game. He was the best defence guy. I thought he was the best player. He, um, 23 possessions. Uh, I can't remember how many rebounds he had. Um, up forward, Darling, three goals. Gaff got two. Petrol, you know, it's pretty hard on him coming off five days. In the first half, I thought he did all right. But the second mm. half, was he on the ground? No. I didn't see him. And if he was... He was made to look slow by Cam Guffrey, who was yeah. best on ground by. Yeah. He was the difference. He, yeah. And I, Hutchings could have gone on to him, but again, Hutchings on a back flank. I just don't understand it. Yeah. Well, a back uh, flanker, I mean. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't know if you saw in the, I think it was the third quarter, we could have got another goal where we got a break and Hutchings got the ball on the other side on the half forward flank and. Pre- Petrelli and even I think it was Cripps, they were motoring and they were on their oh, own. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was too slow to get it across. Yeah. Now, if that was a Rioli or someone like that, they would have had that over there somehow and into him. But Hutchins, too slow. And that, that, Now, you just said the word Rioli. That's where we did miss Rioli. Yes. Not because of what he's done, but out, what, that's what he does do. on the ground. And Petrocelli, he's young, but he's never going to replicate what Rioli can do. No. Regardless how many games he's played. Um, look... When you think about it and you look back and have a look, if we had won that game, we would probably would have been spent for this week. Yeah, and I think too, it was really consistent of our season. We were very inconsistent in games. I thought all season we just, you know, we didn't have the consistency. This time last year, we were dominating for four quarters. This year, the whole year, we've been, you know, good for half a game or good for three quarters and not so good for another quarter and... We just had no consistency. Yeah, the consistency wasn't there. It's inconsistent. No. Yeah, and like, uh, and people, uh, I know I got a few people on social media when I say that one point against Collingwood, and what people don't understand is it's one point, and that's cool. It's one point, same as forty points. Yeah. But when you're in control of the game for a hundred and fifteen minutes and you lose it in three minutes mm. by one point, you sit back and say, well, that was a turning point. And the year before, we had a similar one with Port Adelaide. But it went in our favour. Yeah. And that was a turning point for us because it aided us to finish top two. Mm. Um, the smallest margins can have the biggest impacts. That's right. Um, Hawthorne, yeah. You know, you can go fast forward to Hawthorne and, um, yeah, we were outplayed, but we won every contest except the scoreboard. Mm. Yeah. The scoreboard pressure. Um, and or Adelaide, the same thing. If we'd had that fourth spot, that could have been us putting the pressure on Geelong, not yep. playing Stanley and all that, instead of Collingwood putting the pressure yep. on them. You know, and we could have had that good game. We could have been then sort of about this week, we're playing our prelim here in Perth. So. Yeah, and it just comes down to those barrier margins. Mm. Um, look, the Hawks up forward, Hawkins four, 
and Radicalia three. They were the difference. Yeah. And Cali two. Radicalia, uh, he must save his best for the Eagles because every time he's played the Eagles, he's been yeah. a, just man mountain to get across. Um, and I felt sorry for Brass because Brass, he just didn't know where he was coming. No. Uh, McGovern, he was caught out a lot. There was a few times there I thought I could have seen McGovern spoil, but he tried the mark. And there was one telling him late in the game when Dangerfield marked in front of him. Hmm. Yeah, he was out positioned. And that, to me, was where you should have been punching. Hmm. And people can't see what I'm doing because I'm punching the air. But he, he was half a metre behind, you're not going to mark it and put your hands up like that. So and we talk about eras, that's the difference in eras like yeah. these, this era, and that's not just McGovern, that's a lot of clubs, they, they go for the mark more, they go for the spoil. So, And uh, I heard on, I can't remember I heard it, but nine players from the Eagles had one tackle or less. Mm. And when you have a look at all the key indicators, tackles, uh, cats at 61 to 47. Mm. Uh, again, I said the marks inside 50, they just dominated us. They dominated in inside 50s. The disposals they dominated. We won the free kicks. We won the. We break even in clearances, but centre clearances they won. But stoppages we, we um won. And the hitouts. And this is my next question: the hitouts, 43 to 14. When you looked at the game, who did you think was the best ruckman on the ground? Well, I thought Stanley played better than the other two guys. Our guys. Well. That's my. That was just my opinion. I, th- I, thought I he... liked what Stanley did mm. on Nat Newey jumping into him. Mm. But if you go on stats alone, Nick Nat, if you just went on stats, if you didn't see the game and you looked at the stats, Nick Nat, 29 hitouts, 14 disposals, 16 pressure acts, 7 clearances, 5 centre clearances, compared to Hickey, 12 hitouts, 9 disposals, 1 goal, 16 pressure acts, and only 2 clearances. Stanley had 12 disposals, 11 pressure acts, Two clearances. I understand that, but I look at the impact. In and the he game. was on the ground longer than both of them put together. Mm. And Nick Nat was on the ground longer than Higgy. I, I, I look at the impact on the game. Like when we played Essendon, Nick had a massive impact yeah. on the game. We all agree with that. And he only had 28 minutes or 29 minutes. And he had 14 disposals, and he looked fantastic. I don't think he looked that good on the weekend. And I think, uh, I think Stanley gave. Geelong a bigger impact because Dangerfield and Selwood had outstanding games. When Eagles got the ascendancy in the second and third quarter, Nick Nett knew it was best on ground when I looked at it the second time. Watch a game for the Eagles in, in, in the ruck. I mean, not best on ground, but in the rucks. But what they were doing is Stanley was jumping into him, limiting him to get the big hit out. Mm. But when it went to ground, the Eagles weren't getting the ground ball. And we got smashed in the ground ball. Mm. And that's why we were eight, we're 17th for the year in ground ball. So that's one area that you know Eagles are going to get better next mm. year on. And that's where we got beaten in the end, ground ball. Because every time the Nick Nat knew he put that ball to the ground, it wasn't Yo or Shuey jumping on it. It was Soward, Kelly, Guthrie. Dangerfield. You know, um, and that's probably, they, they went to town him, and that's probably where you say Nick Nat knew he didn't have that... Big mm. impact that he did against Essendon because it showed in Essendon everyone could see it. Mm. You had to look hard to find it against this game, Oregon. I agree. It just it just didn't seem to 
It's the, it's the old second game black blues from um, yep. injury. So, um, but you know what? We'll have him now. He can rest up. He can. He looked like he was carrying. To me, he looked like carrying a little bit of weight too than he did. He is big. Has. Yeah, he's, he's may, a big unit. And a few people have said that maybe he needs to lose a bit of bulk, mm. and maybe that helps him out. Like I said, next year, hopefully, touch wood, uh, no injuries, but. You know, if you keep him for majority of the year, we're going to have a better year, I think. Oh, yeah. What, what did he play? Six games, seven games this year? Yeah. So, and seven games, and we still got mm. to where we did. Well, look, we finished sixth after overall, and that's a, di- a disappointment for club. There's no shine about that because you finish first one year, you don't want to drop that far. Mm. But again, the minimal margins, you could have finished second, third, fourth. Yeah. Um, and next year, I think. Uh, well, I think we've become the hunter. Yeah, I think too. A lot of people, like a lot of the media, saying, "Oh, it's a, it's a bad year for the Eagles." And I don't think it was. It wasn't a bad year, but if you take it over success wise, it was. But yeah, the, you know, we, we learnt more than we. You know, seventeen other seventeen other teams are going to have a bad year. There's only yeah. one team that has a good year, that's and that's it. the one that wins. But I look at. Oscar Allen's come on. Yeah. He'll be even better next year. Petrocelli's come on. Jared Cameron's come on. Liam Ryan's only second year of AFL football. He'll come on. I mean, I've just got to, you know, the willy thing's a disappointment. But, you know, Jack Darling, I mean, what a great year. You well, know, there was this... seven players that didn't play in the grand final playing the other night. Mm. So that shows you how much the team has changed just from the you know, 12 months beforehand. Um, and it's going to change again going next year. Yeah. And... Well, let's talk about next year, eh? We've talked enough about the game. 2020, we become the hunter, I reckon. We talk about trades. The, the main target, and everyone's talking about, is Tim Kelly. Yeah. Now, until Geelong finish their season, no one's going to know mm. 100% if he's going to happen. But when it does happen, we have picks 13, 22, 31, and 59 this year mm. in the draft. Now... 13 is going to be gone to Geelong. If let's be serious about it, Geelong are going to ask for either two first round draft picks this year or spread over two years. Hmm. So if you go picks 13 and next year, let's say it could be anywhere between 13 and 18 because hmm. we're predicting we're going to finish high again. Geelong are going to have to sit there and think, is that good enough or do they want more? Do they want a late picker swaps? Uh, do they chuck in a player like a? And I'm not selling any player under the bus, but Cole comes to mind. Couldn't get a game much this year. Um, Nelson's from Geelong. Mm. Duggan's name will probably get thrown up, and Brander. Mm. They're the four that I can see one of them going with either one pick or two picks to the Geelong to land Tim Kelly. Yeah, and I can Is it see. Worth it? I think he's after watching him. I reckon he's worth it. He's had a great year, and he's had, he's proved in the finals. I think I think it's what we need in our middle. Chris Marston being told, you know, maybe mm. there's less time for you next year, indicates to me that they are further forward with mm. this Tim Kelly thing than what people think, because Tim Kelly comes in. Chris Marston would be the obvious person that misses out in the game. Yeah, straight away. So straight away. That's going to happen. So I think they're along. I think I made a point yesterday on one of the posts. I think we're along a little bit further down the track than people think. Rawlins was kept on for a reason, and that's part of Tim Kelly getting that across the line. Yeah. So, and he's in there till December. I uh, wouldn't be surprised to me if they get Tim Kelly across the line. Rawlings has gone to North Melbourne. Mm. Yeah. To do his um, yeah, what is that coaching? Um, yeah. Virtual or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. We, we're talking about trades on Eagle Nation Facebook. If you're not on it, get on it. Um, we 
end in a pole for two bulls that the Eagles could go after. Quite possibly with second round picks or third round picks in Sam Powell, Pepper and Hugh Greenwood. And I was very surprised in the poll at the end of it. It's still going, but when I counted it, it was 460 votes. 60% of those were Sam Powell, Pepper to 40% Hugh Greenwood. Mm. Which one would you pick? Oh, they look. I like both of them. I like Powell Pepper. Um, but then, if you get Kelly, why would you get Powell Pepper? Um, who's going to miss out in the midfield for him? Um, I like Greenwood. I really. I think I made mention that last week. Greenwood plays more. Uh, he's a mid forward. Yeah, and he, he can. He's a, and that's the same as Kelly. So they could. They can play him play a bit of a tagger this year too on some good players in the middle. And there is five clubs jobs. interested in uh, Greenwood. Yeah, and I think there's only couple have been reported in Sam Bell Pepper. Yeah. Sam Bell Pepper is cheaper to get because of the salary cap constraints mm. that Porter facing. Um, yeah, I'd probably go if I had. It's really weird because I'm, I'm a big Sam Bell Pepper fan, but I'd probably go Greenwood. But he's sounding like it could be he who are going to Hawthorne. There's a big strong move there. Everyone bloody wants to go to bloody yeah. Hawthorne. I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about. That's trading, bringing people in. Um, I can't think... I don't think Eagles would be too big in... They'll just be going for Kelly and one other person. I don't mm. think they'll be bringing in I, I doubt too it, much no. other... Unless they're going to bring in draft picks or whatever. Let's look at the guys that are at the clubs. Uh, Chris Marston, as we said at the top of shows, um, parted way with the Eagles. And, you know, I wish him, we all wish him well. And, you know, he was always a whipping boy and... Sometimes that was deservingly so, but most of the times it wasn't. Um, we got a lot of players that haven't signed yet, and they're Archie. McGuinness went today after yes. being on the list since mm. 2011, um, so he's parted ways. Um, and the other two that were delisted today were B category players in Ryach and Bynes, so they're their basketballers. Yeah. So they've got two positions there they can fill if they use them. You don't have to use your B category um, mm. players, from what I understand. I think you can get one extra on your rookie list if you don't use them too. But you've got Brayshaw, he's not signed. Uh, Smith, Brooksby, Mudema, Matty Allen, uh, Schofield, uh, the rumours are he's been offered a one-year contract. Out of them, who would you give a contract to, mate? Because I've written down what I've got. Mm -hmm. um, let's go with Schofield. It's up to him, basically. He gets yeah. a year. My feeling is he doesn't go on. I, I think time to move. I've said yeah. that for a while, but hey, listen, he's had a, we did a, he's done some great things for us, won a premiership. It depends on what they say to him. Like, look, we... Yeah, we're going to give you a year. Hmm. But if they're going to go up to him and go, we're going to give you a year, but you're only going to get a game if the likes of Rotham, hmm. Harry Edwards and that are injured. I like Rotham. He's coming through well. And I'll still say, Duggo is in our top six backman when he's on when he's fit. Now, yep. he got um, he just got injured at a bad time of the year and hasn't played, didn't play that well. But he before injury, he was in our top probably four defenders uh, I'd certainly give young Brayshaw another contract I'd give him another couple of years I, I, I definitely give Brayshaw another contract this is it's, and it's not because he hasn't played at the Eagles just at waffle level just seeing they seem to gravitate around him mm. and he sings a song he's the one that leads it and I, I, look I'd be very shocked if 
they didn't give him a contract. Yeah. Um, if they did, I'd be actually pissed off if they didn't. Yeah. Um, let's hope they do. The guys that I reckon are going to be cut are Matty Allen. Matty mm. Allen. I'm yeah. Unfortunate he hasn't played a game, but he's been there, f- I think it's his fifth year. And yeah. if he cannot get a game, and A, come as a tall forward, and they've tried to mould him into a midfielder, big bodied mid. But it's, the summit is telling me that. You only got to say, I've always said if you haven't played a game in four years, you're off the list. Mm. And, you know, it's a business. So we've already said McGuinness. I reckon Smith, just injury prone, he come across a try to inject him for that speed. But you got yeah. Petrocelli for that. Yeah. Petrocelli probably needs to read the game a bit more. I just think Smith's going to be on the outer there. And Mudima, he's the same as um, Matty Allen, been yeah. on the list four years yeah. and. Got a couple of chances, but just hasn't been able to hold it down. Been playing as a defender like this yeah. year in the waffle, so uh, yeah, he could come in as a rookie maybe. Archie, I think Archie will get another year. Uh, well, that's, I hope so because mm. I wasn't sold on uh, Archie when he first came because I didn't know where mm. he fitted in. But just watching him this year, um, yeah, uh, they got to give him another go. He's, he's another. He liked yeah. he, to me. He's like Nelson. He just takes it on. He's yeah. not scared to take the game on, and you need players like that. And the Rioli issue is now going to change a lot of things because they're going to have to take a chance with someone because if they get Kelly, they're not going to have the draft picks to pick someone up or they're going to have to rely on getting a trade from somewhere. I, I've got a feeling Eagles want to hold on to their second-round draft pick, mm. uh, be that if it's number 22 or 32 because there's, there's not much difference. Mm. And if it's... Let, let's talk about the draft picks. If... Say 13 goes to Kelly and they give a future first, which is what I hope they do. They hold on to 22. Now, 22, you could probably get a halfback flanker like Devin Robinson. Mm. Um, I've written him down. He's uh, Darren Glass's nephew. Yeah. He's a, the Lark medalist from the under-18s. Now, will he last to uh, 22? 22 is probably... If he gets to 22, yeah. we're laughing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, and I think he'll get there I for some he, reason. I just I, think he'll get there. He'll be in the top 10. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think he will be. No, nah, uh, well, I've done my Phantom Draft, and I've got him between 18 and 22. Mm. Um, depends on where you know, the draft picks are all going to change before then. Um, but to say he has gone, there's one player. I just want, I at least want two picks in a draft. Mm. And for that, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'll put it on the Eagle Nation pages, I'll put it on a couple of Eagles pages. Rioli... With Rioli in mind, Elijah Taylor is the guy we go for. Yeah, I really like him. I watched right. him in the state game. He um, played really well. He's got something going, and he will be around 22 to 40. He's going to fit in that bracket. He, I don't think he'll go that high, so I reckon at pick 32, he's going to be there. Yeah. Um, wait, you know me, every year I've picked a kid that I want, and the last two years Eagles have, and we might get one from the year before that I wanted, and everyone bloody wanted. There's another guy, Jeremy Sharp. Now, if you don't get a guy like um, Devin Robinson, you get a guy like Jeremy Sharp. He's been All-Australian at under-17s and under-18 level. Now, he'll go in the second round. Hmm. He's from Eastern Mantle. Now, if you can get him, you're, you're keying up those backman stocks. So that's if a Schofield does go, he's in there as well. Hmm. Um, and there's one other kid I like... Is Ben Johnson from West Perth? You could probably play him anywhere. 
and there's another guy called Cullen Jameson. He's a mobile ruck forward from Claremont, but yeah. he'll be very late in the draft. Well, my number one I want is Luke Jackson, but I know we won't get him. Luke Jackson, he'll be top ten easy. Yeah. He'll be. I, I can see him at Fremantle. If Fremantle play their cards right, they'll be they'll be stupid if they don't pick him with their first pick. Yeah. Um, there is another guy. If you did have a top pick, is uh, this is and GWS have got first bids on him, so somebody will bid on him is Tom Green. Um, I think he's a pick. Everyone's talking about Rao and the other guy mm. as one and two, but I think Green's the one to go. But we're not going to have them guys because we're going to be going for Kelly. Mm. So the only way we can pick up a Luke Jackson is hopefully if we don't Tim Kelly and it slides through. But money is on Tim Kelly. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting where we go. Um, unfortunately, some of these guys are going to get delisted and... That's just the way it goes. Um, Brooksby, would you keep him on? I, I think they. I still think they need a backup ruckman. Now McGuinness is now gone. Now McGuinness is gone. I'd like to see. Brooksby. I'd say Brooksby stays. I can't believe he didn't pull a vote in the, in the Sandover Middle. Well, the Sandover Middle. That, this is what gets me. And this is between me and you and the rest of the Eagle Nation uh, uh, people that listen to us. The Sandover Middle. You know the winners was Lachlan Delahundy and Brian played great season. Um, and then the next four were either runners-ups or ex-Sandover medalists. The top Eagle was seven votes. Yeah. That was Matty Allen. Yeah. Now, you, you're telling me out of ten wins, yeah. you can only find that as your highest. I just didn't understand that. Yeah. So are the umpires directed not to vote for Eagles players? Because that's the way it looks like from yeah. outside. I don't know if i am just got my yellow and blue glasses on, but that just seems very odd to me. I, yeah, I mean... They won ten games. Della Hunty won. He's a ruckman. Yeah. And Rooksby had was averaging forty hit outs a game yeah, plus about uh, twenty possessions, and he wasn't getting a vote. Yeah, I, I just just I don't understand. That. I I wrote the votes down this morning, but I can't mm. remember where I put them. And I was just yeah. astounded. I'm sitting there going, "What's going on here?" And just on the waffle game that they played against Claremont, did you watch the game? Yes. Mm. That. Uh, I taped it and I watched it again just to have a look at some of the players before I was mate and who I'd get rid of. And for that siren to go at 27-minute mark in the last yeah. quarter, I, I'm just, just... If you could see people's reactions in the crowd, they were like, what? What's going on here? Hmm. Now, if that's not, you know, is that another waffle thing? We can't let these guys go too far ahead. I don't, I don't know. know. Am I reading into things? Could, I think so. Brisbane Lions won their competition. Well, you, you look at it, South Australia, and uh, when Adelaide went into their first year, they won one game. Mm. But they just missed out on playing Port Adelaide in the grand final next week, yeah. this year. So that's how fast it changes. At the end of the day, if Waffle are doing shit like that, it's just going to come back and bite them in the arse. Yeah. Um, but for uh, Matty Allen to be the leading vote getter with seven, I just thought it was... I just couldn't believe that. Yeah, no, Especially agree. when you highlight Brooksby having... His first half of the season was dynamite. Yeah, and Matty Allen, he had a good year. Yeah, Matty Allen. He, had a good, he, was, he, he was bordering AFL most of the year. Yeah, and for only seven votes, I just mm, don't get it. Yeah. But, hey, we'll fight to live yeah. another day, and yeah. I live to fight another day. Get it right. Um, look, um, we're going to have another show. This won't be the last one. A lot of podcasts wrap up around this time after the teams are out of finals. We'll come back. It's either going to be the week before trade or the week after trades, and we'll probably be the week after we discuss what we got and where we're going to go forward. Um, we'll do a proper draft special on some of the players that I have mentioned tonight. That might all change because who knows what picks we end up with. 
um, it's either the Eagles going to use majority of the picks and trade a couple of people in mm. and have one or two picks in the draft, or we're just going to get Tim Kelly and go rest youngsters. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping guys that have got contracts like Frankie Watson and Ainsworth are still kept on the list because I love to see them guys play next year. Yeah. Um, I hope Petrol, there was words here wanting to go, yeah. maybe asking for a trade back home. I hope that doesn't happen. Well, especially now with Riola, well, he, he changes it up. He might look at that now and think, well, I, um, I've got my opportunity I'm going to have a bit more game time yeah. next year. So it's going to be interesting how we go. Um, let's not be too disheartened on how we finish the year, but uh, you can't win them all. And there's another useless stat. We've never won a grand final in an odd year. It's always been an even year. So 2020 is an even year. So maybe it's uh, the year that it would become yeah. the hunter again. Well, I think, and I've said this for a while, I think it's made very hard for a premiership now to go back to back. And I foresee Richmond being pretty strong this year to win it. You know, they struggled going back to back last year, you know, and they struggled a bit of they they were strong, but they struggled in towards the end, the yeah. back end. And I think we've struggled in the back end especially. I think it's Richmond's to lose. Uh, yeah. eleven games and twelve at the MCJ uh, yeah. helps you out a bit. So they, they certainly want a Collingwood Richmond grand final of the yeah, look and, I can And say. they probably will get it. Yeah. And if so, it might be Collingwood's loss again here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't think Collingwood have been that that uh, convincing Myself, they haven't been convincing, but they reminded me a lot of the Eagles last year. They were good at the right time, yeah. mm. and that's what's the scary bit about them because everyone had written them off and they've just come good, mm. you know, and that's the scary bit. But again, they've got to get over the Giants this week. Yep. Um, all right, guys, that's what we got time for. Look, Eagle Nation's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're not on them, get on them, uh, spread the word, tell your mates about it. If you're into the Eagles, you can download the shades from there, or you can go to a multitude of podcast platforms SoundCloud is our preferred you've got iTunes Spotify Google uh, Castro CastBox Overcast Wooksha there's plenty of others as well you, or you can go to Facebook and go on Podcast Central there's a, a lot of different podcasts on there we started it up this year and hopefully that grows to something bigger next year so jump on there um, give us a review send in some messages and um, hopefully you join us well We'll be here in a couple of weeks' time. I think trades are in mid-October, I think. About that, yeah. Yeah, hmm. mid-October. So we'll do another show and then join us next year for Eagle Nation. It's been great. Yeah, thanks, Wazza. Thanks. And Wazza's done most of the work on this. We just tag oh. along, Dan and me. And I need somebody to talk to. So yeah. It's hard to talk to you by yourself. In You've done a great job. Talk. It's been good fun. And <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. All the best to Dan, too. He's had a bit of a tough week. So yeah, uh, all the best to Dan. So we'll uh, touch base with him. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you here in a few weeks' time. See you then. Catch you, guys. Bye. Hooker leads the charge. Now Nelson beautifully read by Shepard. 